0: There was once a famous Rosh Hashiva, who also happened to be extremely wealthy. He delegated his business to others, and he spent his time teaching. One day, unbeknown to him, he lost everything in business. And they were very very worried, how are they going to break the news to him? So his prized student volunteered, he says, I'll tell them." So he comes over to his teacher and he says, Rebbe, I'm learning de Brachas. The Mishnah says, just like you have to thank Hashem for the good things that happen in life, you have to thank Hashem for the tzaras. Atah, you make a bracha. And the Gemara adds Ulik buli besimcha, you have to accept it, receive it, with joy. It's impossible. It's humanly impossible. The Rashi Shiva being such a brilliant mind starts explaining it and he really gets into it. And He says it's so logical, it's so clear, so much so that when a tzadah happens, you should start dancing with joy. His Talmud looks at him and says, Rebbe, start dancing. You lost everything. When he heard what happened, he promptly fainted. Come, come with tzadahs. They revived him. And when he wakes up, he says, apparently the gemara is not so simple. And that's true when a happens to you personally. How much more so when a happens to another yid? It says, we have to, And the question is asked, why does it say, So the Ramban says, because you can't love another person literally like you love yourself, But Hasidus says, no. Another person's joy has to be your personal joy. Another person's sada has to be your personal tzara. So why does the tater say, Like you love yourself. And Hasidus says, because you have to love another more than you love yourself. Because when a tzadah happens to you personally, you can rationalize it, you can explain it. Everyone knows we all have our skeletons in our closet. But another yid should suffer. Well, we're living in very vilda times. We didn't think of what that means that there's going to be such vilda tzadahs. As Rabbi Zalman Libarov says, you should have it a four he says the only words that we understand from the siches, Tavshin Nun Aleph and Tavshin Nun Bey, is the three words. The Rebbe used the chazar. He says, Bulti move and, and, the and, the and there, and we're all moved to our core, and that's why we're here tonight we came to be inspired we came to hear something but it's not enough because we have to take personal responsibility the Torah says every one of us is a world, is a microcosm of the whole world anything that happens in the world we have to take personal responsibility. As the Rambam says, Talaq, me we always have to view the world as being on an equal scale. And it can go either way. One way or the other. We have to take personal responsibility. The Gemara says, Mishlay Nivra, the individual. I have to take responsibility for this for This, this Shabbos, Beis Rivka had its annual Shabbaton. Those of you, those parents, you should be very proud of your daughters. It was an incredible Shabbaton. They invited me to speak. be one of the speakers of 400 girls, the Ruach, all Shabbos, into the wee hours of the morning, the Fabringans and the shuyudim, the spirit is alive and well, and the dedication of the staff. One of the speakers, Rabbi Lu Yasi Lu from Atlanta, Georgia, told the story. One of his close balabatim told him this story. It's a true story. He told him that he bumped into one of his former professors, and to his surprise, he became a baltruva and his professor tells him the following story he can give me the name, this is a true story he worked in the pentagon in the morning of 9-11 he was not in the pentagon not because of sliches but because he was a speaker he was speaking in the twin towers He was supposed to speak, 30 he comes in and he finds out it's a breakfast conference, a breakfast. So before you speak, everyone sits down to eat breakfast. It's a goyish affair. So they serve like in America, chazer. He just became a baltruva Before he became a baltruva, that was his favorite dish. And that morning it was something, something out of this world. <laughs> He's never smelled the aroma. It was just talking to him. And he's thinking to himself, <laughs> I have to taste this. But on the other hand, how could I? I just took upon myself. I'm going to keep kosher. I can't. But what difference? It's just one time. I'll do it. Then I'll go back. It's just one time. I'll say goodbye to it. He's wrestling, struggling back and forth. And he succumbs. He says, Hashem, you'll forgive me. He takes the fork, puts it into the shtik lifts it up to his mouth. At that moment, the building started shaking. Can't make up such stories. And everyone ran and walked out. Later on, he found out his office took a direct hit. So tonight, besides the collective response, it's important for us to take charge, take personal responsibility. The Rebbe says, the Rebbe, We all remember when the woman walked by and said, Rebbe, in this gala, mashiach, The Rebbe got visibly upset. He says, And he turned around he pointed his finger at everyone around him, individually. And he mashiach." Each and every one of us is personally responsible. So, if we're talking about a personal Cheshbin an it would seem that we should focus. You know, we all come into this world alone, and we all leave, leave this world alone as individuals. And after asked Asim Shana, one of the first questions that Rambam writes, Nilchus Tamutayra, that a person is asked, is niddain first on the question of taira, of learning tairah. We're going to celebrate the fortieth anniversary of Mashiach Sefer Tayrah. So it's appropriate that we focus a little on taira. Mashiach will come, what are we going to do all day? The whole focus will be tairah. Especially today when we're looking for some Shemitah. What's the Shemitah? What's the best protection in the Turek Karta? As the Medrash says, in the introduction to Eicha, it's also brought down in the Shalmi, Rav says, by the korban of the first base Besamigdash, that although the Yidin were Oiver, and Avodah and Gilead Royas and shvichas Dom, the worst Avedis, the Eberster was ready to be Mavatar and everything. He was ready to write off everything. But one thing he wasn't Mavata Mavatar. And Taira. If the Yidin would have learned Tayra, although they were, if they have a they were, violated the worst Avedis, the Abishta would have forgiven everything. As Teisus brings down Shabbos, that during Shavuos, the Abishta distracted the Satan. When Yidden are busy with Taira, the Abishta silences all the kitrugim Rabbi, who didn't waste a moment of learning, this is the Malach HaMavis, who Malach couldn't touch him, couldn't approach him. As the Rabbi told us many times, whenever we faced a difficult situation, the Gemara says, Hashkim vahari ve'im kolim add learning Torah in the morning and at night, and all the negativity will disappear. Now this is true, this was always true. But like anything else, Hasidus adds a light Hasidus adds a whole new life to everything. The language in the Gemara is, after 120 years, the question that you're asked is, Itim La Tayra Comes along the Alter Rebbe and says, it's not just Itim La Latayra. We're talking about Kviyad Teitim Not just did you set aside time to learn Torah. We're talking about something much deeper. That Torah has to be etched into your being. It's like the luches. The luches were carved, were etched. It's your being. It's not just something that you do. It's who you are. As the Gemara says, the Gemara says in Yuma, that Hillel, Mechaev, Anim, Abelazah and Charisav, Ashirim, Yosef, Mechaev, Rishoyim. The Gemara says, the poor person and the rich person come to the din, and they asked him, why didn't you learn Torah? So the poor person says, I couldn't, I was too busy. So they say, were you poorer than Hillel? Hazakim? Hillel? Hillel was so poor that he worked all day and all he earned was a trepik. A trepik was a small coin, a half a dinner, nothing. Half of it he would send home and half of it he would pay tuition to enter into the academy of Shmaiya and Avtalya in Yerushalayim. One of Shabbos, he couldn't. He, all he had was enough to send home. He didn't have the tuition, and it was right before Shabbos. And the Gemara says he wanted to hear Divre Lekim Chayim. The say because on Friday, Divre Lekim Chayim refers to Pnimis Hatera. Friday night, especially Chazzos Shmaiv Avtalion would teach, Kabbal would teach, would teach He was halishing to hear Divre Lekim Chayim, so he climbed onto the roof. And then he was covered by snow, in the famous story, and then in the morning it was clouded, so Shmai turns to Taliyam, why is it clouded? And they find Hillel, he's almost frozen to death, it snowed at night, and they revived him. And if a wealthy person says, I was too busy, I'm busy, I'm running businesses. So the the Besuch HaMailah says, are you busier than Ablazah bin Charizim? Ablazah bin Charizim owned a thousand cities, he was a billionaire, and he owned a thousand ships. And every day he delegated his business, and every day he would take a little flower and go from city to city to learn. So the Rebbe asked the question, your mother makes no sense. What do you mean? "Hillo mechaiv Let's open a shulchanar. The Shulchan Aruch states clearly, there's Hilchas Torah. The Shulchan Aruch tells us who's obligated to learn, how much you're obligated to learn. There's one year who has to learn 24 hours a day. There's another year who can fulfill his obligation by saying Shema in the morning and saying Shema at night. It's all spelled out very clearly. Why do we have to bring from Hillel? Why do we have to bring from Allah and Charsim? So the Rebbe explains, we're not talking about obligation or not obligation. That we know, that you have a shulchan aruch. But they want to know, they want to know, did you learn Torah? It's not a question of obligation. If it's kvi ben nefesh, if Torah is etched into your being, this is who you are. It's not an obligation, something that you do. It's who you are. And when, if it's something that you are, there are no limits. As the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, pedic Memdalad in Tanya, brings the Zoyar. The Zoyar explains the Pasuk, Nafshi ivisicha balaila. So the desire says that a yid says, Nafshi, Hashem, you're my nefesh. You're my, en- you're my life. And therefore, ivisicha. just like a person loves life. When you know that Hashem is your life, you love ivisicha. I desire you. How can you tell that it's your life? It's not just something that you do. But it's your life, it's your being, it's your essence, it's who you are. Balaila. When a yid learns balayla. When a Yid wakes up, in the olden days used to learn from Chatzoyis till, till dawn. That's not obligation. You're obligated to learn in the morning. You're obligated to learn in the evening. But to wake up hours before dawn, there's no obligation. It doesn't come from obligation. And here you see how the Zoya and Nigla are all the same. It's the body and the soul. Because the Rambam says the same thing. The Rambam writes that although a person is obligated to learn by day and night but most of the learning comes from when you learn at night and that's when you zeuche to the crown of Torah it's at night, the arno shiurim it's you you're at home, you're alone, you're private, you're an individual there's no one around, it's just you what engages you, what occupies you, what are you all about? You pick up a Sefer, you learn. And as the Rebbe said, this is not just for people whose whole life is toiter. Even a balabas. But the hour that he learns at night, that hour, it's kviyas, kavite itin la toiter. It's kviyas I can't go to sleep, a day is not a day, a day is empty or lacking if I haven't learned that day. You know, it's a little-known fact. Not many people are aware of it. But the rabbeim taught us by living example. If you speak to the maskirim, the Rebbe's secretaries, the Rebbe answered letters, I think it was an hour a day. You know what the Rebbe did all day? The Rebbe sat and learned all day. Is there anyone busier than the Rebbe? Anyone who's a greater activist than the Rebbe? And this is what the Rebbe did. And when a Yid learns Torah, when Torah has, when it's kvi is b'nefer, then you have the Vayechi Yake B'eretz Mitzrayim at the Tamil Tzedek, asked the alter Rebbe, how is it possible that Yaakov, the 17 years, the best 17 years of his life was in Mitzrayim. The most decadent, corrupt land in the world. And Al-Tarebbe answered, Because Yehuda is sent to learn Torah, to open a yeshiva. When you learn Torah, then you can be in Mitzrayim. And it's literally the best years of your life. In Mitzrayim. And it could be the Yom Mesh the darkness is so thick. Ulechol Bnei Yisrael Haya Eur B'meshwesem Bay Yidin it's Eur it's Lichtik not just Beruchnis, Begashnis and it's obviously good so if someone, someone who doesn't take a safer a year can go by, a month can go by a week can go by and he doesn't open a Yiddish Sefer. That we're not talking about. We're talking about someone who learns chitas and learns Rambam learns all the shiurim. It could be even someone who's giving the shiurim. You know, the last the last he that the gave to the shluchim, the last thing he said to the shluchim, he told the shluchim, that how are the Shluchim going to bring Mashiach? He told them that they should learn the entire Torah. They should learn the entire Lakuti Torah with the Heisafes and Shirah Shirim. I mean, imagine a Shli'ach is busy, <laughs> he's turning over the world. He's going to sit down, the Pasha Sazariah Mitzayr is going to start learning. <laughs> Because the Torah. And the Rebbe, what the Rebbe is telling us is, this is not another mifsah, it's not another campaign. Torah for us, this is who you are. We have to remember that we're not functionaries. We're not fundraisers, administrators, rabbis, teachers. That's what we do, but it's not who we are. Torah, it's not a question of another Mifsa another campaign, something that you do. This is who you are, this is your life, this is your being. Your whole essence is, this is who you are. This is what you're all about. What do you mean you don't have time to learn? This, this is this is what you do when you're alone and private. This is what you're all about. It's not another myth. Mif- and then, clearly, we are on the, on, the, uh, on the birthing bed. We are clearly at the, literally the last moment of Gullus, The pain has become unbearable. The anesthesia has worn off. Things are happening so quickly and we're yelling and we're screaming in pain. But through Torah, we have the ability to lighten the pain. That it should be an easy birth. There's no question that the birth, the healthy baby is about to come. Mashiach is about to come. It's so obvious. It's unbearable. We're literally reaching the end when you can't take it anymore. Enough already. Another tragedy, another tragedy, another tragedy. Before you have a chance to recover from one tragedy, another tragedy. This is, this is literally, we're literally mamish at the end where it becomes unbearable. As the Chazal said, Let him come, but we can't see it happen because it's too painful. But through Torah we have the ability to substitute the pain. Instead of the choymer, the chumra, the severity of gollus. Severity of the birthing pangs, We can substitute it for We can substitute it for the levine for the liben hilchasa. Harderving and a hard sugya in Gemara. Harderving and a understand a very deep concept in Chassidus. And the women have an essential part in this, because the woman is the akedah sabayis. She sets the tone in the house. says. She makes the Baal want. So she sets the tone. If she values Torah and it's of real value by her, she will inspire her husband and inspire her children. And the Torah will go to her credit. So the Abisha should help that we should take from the Dugmachaya of the Rebbe. The Rebbe showed us a Dugmachaya. Torah is not a mifza, Torah is yimahus. it's who you are, it's our essence. Everyone, according to their own level, has to engage us and challenge us as individuals. And when each and every one of us will take personal responsibility and will make a shtikal hazaza, because what happens by us affects the entire world. As the famous story of the Fidik Rebbe tells the story that Rabbi Ber Soloveitchik, the father of Chaim Brisker, used to have a shir with two of the biggest geniuses of his town. I forget the names. And every an hour a day, and that hour he left strict instructions, don't disturb me, unless it's it's an emergency, I am not allowed to be disturbed. And once they interrupted the shir, And he felt it wasn't such an emergency, he could have waited. And he turned to them, he was very upset. I told you, don't disturb me. And he says, Rebbe, we don't understand. Who are you learning with? One of them was called the the hunchback because after learning for 50 years, he became hunchback. And the other one was called up as pesquelet because he made a hole in his bench after fetching the bank for 50 years. He says, Rebbe, if you don't learn with them for an hour, they're not gonna waste their time. They can learn and succeed. He says, you don't understand. It's called trickle-down morality. When we have this shir, and this shir is chakvel ayaver, it's a and nothing in the world could disturb us, and we delve deeply and we challenge ourselves, then the other yid comes to shul once, once a month. And then the third yid comes to shul on Yom Kippur. And the fourth yid doesn't intermarry. He says if we stop learning, if we become a little shvach, we don't challenge ourselves on our own level, you know what happens the who comes to Shul once a month, now comes to Shul once a year the who came to Shul once a year, now only comes to, now doesn't come to Shul at all and the Yidu didn't intermarry, now intermarries He so, says, so we are responsible so we have to take a special responsibility and if we make this inner internal hazaza, if we give ourselves a little today's. As the Rebbe would always tell us, the difference between goyla and goyla, Aleph, one yid, that's all it takes, one yid, one individual, Aleph, one mitzvah. Not only b'mayseh, but even a positive akhlat. just the achlata toive itself. As the, the Tzammach Tzedek once told us Chassidim, he says, you know, Mashiach is ready to come. But he's waiting for that last year to do the last mitzvah. So the Hasidim says, "Rebbe, tell us who that Yid is. And so Mitzedek smiled, and he says, maybe it's you. So if every one of us here will take responsibility, the Rebbe says, Gibis to every one of us. And if we'll take personal responsibility and we'll make a little hazaza by us, a little tazah by us, surely this will be, this will tip the scale and bring Yeshua Vatzalah, that the birth which is imminent and inevitable in any moment will be in a gringa oifen, in a Lebedika oifen, and in a gazunta oifen. And the Rebbe will lead us to the Roshalayim in to the Beis HaMikdash HaShlishi now. A teacher of young children is asking, um, a three-year-old child asked, why did Hashem what happened in Haiti? A few days ago. what could be answered to a young boy just starting his relationship with Hashem? What could be answered to explain? I forget who it was. I think uh, it was the Aftur Someone came to the Aftur Rav and said that had this terrible, terrible tragedy happen to me today. And the Aftur says, you know, even a greater tragedy happened. What tragedy? He says, you know the base of was not good. As Rabbi Darren spoke earlier that you know the picture, the whole picture is upside down. Every day the Mashiach doesn't come it's not passive. The mother says every day the Mashiach doesn't come in yoyim a chidrash, every day is a chidrash. Every day life moves on. And either there's going to be a breakthrough, there's going to be a goal, and the chaskashom not, instead, every day. Mishle nivne, eisanigash beyond efra beyond. Godless is not passive. Every day that goes by, it moves. And if chaskashom doesn't come, then there's a new tragedy. And therefore, that is the mission of the Yiddin. It's our schlichtes, we are responsible. The Yidin are responsible. to tell this child that we have always been responsible. That we have to be massacred in the whole world. We have to clean the gula. Because until the gula comes, this tragedy, that tragedy, the worst tragedies, the greater tragedies, we have no answer. we're not looking for answers. We're not looking for explanations. There's something wrong, there's something upside down. And we have to straighten it out. And it's up to us. The Hebrews that empowered us, and we have the ability to do it. You, the three-year-old child, when you say the Shema Yisrael, when you say it's so to it. and you say it, and you kiss the mezuzah, and you listen to your parents, and you're learning, you're Hev head, Bechet, you can change the whole world. So that should fire you up. When you see such tragedies, it should fire you up to become active, to do something to bring an end to it.